Owls are wise. Doves are gentle. Gorillas are strong. Bulls are fearless. Elephants never forget. And swans romantically mate for life. Wow, that's a lot of animals. Now, you must be wondering why I am suddenly talking about animals. And let me also go out on a limb and say that I am not someone who is too fond of animals. Dogs included. Yes, I know, I've shot myself in the foot by saying this and probably lost a few listeners as well. But what I'm actually trying to convey is that even in an age of techno-scientific rationality, simple metaphors do retain their potency. And when it comes to brands, a lot of them have and do use animals as communication tools. I'm sure we have all seen thousands of commercials that explore the human-animal relationship. But um, what has an animal got to do with the brand? How are these dots connected? I mean, doesn't all of this seem too weird on the surface of it? Well, not to me. And I'm sure by the end of this episode, you would agree. <laughs> That's a rhyme and now I'm a poet. But jokes aside, let's dive straight into it and talk about how brands are discovering their animal spirit. According to popular research, what brands claim is that animals are a very strong symbol and contribute to brand engagement. Now, because of this brand equity, the brand becomes recognizable to the point of having a higher value than its competitors. Animals are seen more like strong symbols because they act as a mode of transport and enable consumers to have a positive engagement and a transformative experience. Though this experience may not be drastic or life-altering, at a minimum, it may be a thought-altering experience. Animal branding is inevitably influenced by geographical prevalence. And that makes complete sense, doesn't it? For example, when in 1886, Levi Strauss sought to illustrate the strength of its denim trousers, it was an obvious choice to deploy the Wild West Beast of Burden in the still-famous two-horse patch. Seven decades later, when the Indian glue brand Fevicol sought to illustrate the power of its adhesive, it was an equally obvious choice to use two contending elephants. Various brands also attempt to pique our curiosity by using animals that are long extinct, such as dodos, dinosaurs, or even woolly mammoths. Even in 1961, the WWF selected as its mascot the giant panda precisely because it was endangered. It's an emotional appeal, don't you think? If we look at sports branding, animals drive a dynamic sense of camaraderie. In car advertisements, apex animals imply aggression, making brands not to the pleasure of untamable horsepower. Take the branding of finance. According to the New York Times, when Merrill Lynch entered the Japanese market in 1998, their trademark goal was so little known that more than once people walked in the door expecting to order a Korean beef barbecue lunch. That's like walking to a Puma store and expecting to find a mountain lion just sitting there and waiting for you. Not so much khatron ke also now. I mean, that's not how it works, does it? Let's talk about another domain. Take the publishing house Penguin. Their instant animal classic has not only evolved over nine decades, but also fathered a flock of animal-branded penguin imprints, including Puffin, Porpoise, and even King Penguin. 
Now that's a completely new type of branding expansion strategy, isn't it? Even big alcohol's use of animals is equally dazzling. Whether it's a name like Blue Lion Beer or Snow Leopard Vodka or as basic an animal brand like Kingfisher Beer. The concept of animal branding does tend to have a lot of admirers. Look at the latest trends and technology. I mean, the Dogecoin, Panda Coin, Pitbull, or even like blockchain games such as Crypto Kitties. Kitties? Not judging. But kitties? <laughs> anyway, my point is that animal branding is something that has a lot of relevance today, and the trend would probably continue in the years to come. And the most important aspect of all of this is that animal branding is not just limited to established companies and budding new ventures. The apotheosis of cultural zoology arrives when even nation-states use animals to brand their national character. After all, national animals brand a variety of cultural assets, be it flags, passports, or even sporting strips. I personally feel that when animal branding is well executed and genuinely reflects its product, it retains an unrivaled ability to communicate brand character, function, and style. And I'm sure a lot of upcoming brands will come up with even better and more attractive animal branding campaigns very soon. Having said that, it seems like we've reached the end of today's episode. Time is fleeting and this episode is over. While I go and come up with fresh ideas for my next episode, you, yes you, <laughs> you keep waiting for more only on Let's Talk Brands. Mm-hmm.